the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is your hour of power, where, you know, our one outcome is? Is to help you live your life like it matters. Now, we have three roads to that outcome. It's inspiration. Yeah, we want to give you some hope. It's a, a application. We want to give you something to do. Uh, and it's education, uh, because knowing allows you to do. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to continue talking about expectations, right? You know, think about this. What were your expectations about 2021? How about this? What are your expectations for this holiday season? Or how about next year? What are your expectations of your family, of your spouse, your children? You know, we've talked about this recently. The Galatea and the Pygmalion effects are two important theories based on the power of expectations. And the fundamental difference between the two theories is that the Galatea effect is based on an individual's expectations about themselves, whereas the Pygmalion effect is based on the premise of people's expectation of others. And, you know, I do uh, two-and-a-half-day intensives. And the reason I do two-and-a-half-day intensives, people always wonder why I don't do one day or four hours. I mean, I can do training. I do that on site. But the reason is it takes a while to get people out of their patterns. You know, we get in these comfort zones. If if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, stand and cross your arms in front of you. Now, however you crossed them, I know it doesn't seem like there's a, a lot going on here, but there's a conscious way. You either have the right hand over the left or the left hand over the right, and it, you do it that way every single time. So stop for a moment with your arms crossed, like right now I'm doing it, and my right hand is on the bicep of my left hand, and my left hand is tucked under the bicep of my right hand. Now, like I'm closing a box that's been open, if I was just flip those, flip my left hand on the top of my bicep and put my right hand under the left of my bicep, that just feels so strange. feels so strange. It's a different pattern. And so we are creatures of habit. And so it takes me a good 24 hours in an intense environment to finally get someone out of their way of doing things, their way of thinking, those patterns, those, those neural pathways, if you will. And so that's why I do two-and-a-half-day classes. The first day, I'm getting them out of their head, getting them out of their old patterns, getting them out of that rut. Uh, and then the second day, now that they're open-minded, open-hearted, now we can do some work. And there's something that we call the Gordian Knot. 
in in Gordium in the fourth century BC, an ox cart was roped to a pole with a complex knot, and it was said that the first person to untie it would become the king of Asia. Unfortunately, the knot was impossible to untie. Untie it was made that way, so no one ever untied the knot and became the king of Asia. Legend has it that when confronted with this problem. Rather than deliberating on how to untie the knot, Alexander the Great simply took his sword and cut it in two. This is a man. Then went on to count. Yeah, he went on to conquer Asia. I mean, Alexander the Great was a leopard. That's why the Bible in, in imagery talks about a leopard. He conquered the known world in, in like three years, faster than anybody. And he lost it pretty quick. And you know why he lost it? He lost it because there was nothing else to conquer. He took the world in such a rapid succession. That's what the Bible talks about it. The leopard, uh, this talks about it. One of the visions is uh, an animal whose feet doesn't even touch the ground. It's moving so fast that its feet doesn't even touch the ground. Alexander the Great, by the time he was 33, you know what happened? Because he was depressed that there was nothing else to conquer. You know what he did? He was alcoholic. And so he started drinking heavily. And he got so drunk one night that he walked home and it was pouring rain. Uh, and it was soaking. And he went to sleep when he got back to his place in his clothes because he was drunk, passed out, and wound up dying from pneumonia from that. Yeah, from out at 33 years old. Uh, because uh, he, his, there was no expectations anymore. He, 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 there was nothing else possible. He'd been conquering the world. And ever since the notion of the Gordian solution has referred to the attractiveness of a simple answer to an otherwise uh, intractable problem. And in one of my trainings, Leadership Adventure, you know, my pattern is we always do simple things first. And people in a pattern of solving simple things. And once you teach them the pattern of solving simple things, then you can take that same pattern and apply them to complex things. That's really what new math is. A lot of people hate new math, and I looked at new math, and it's actually just showing you a pattern. It's showing you a way to do simple things. And once you can figure out how to do simple things, then you can do on complex things, the same pattern. The problem is we're used to doing math our normal way. And so once you understand what's going on, this is what this radio show is about. This is why I teach people. So you can become aware of the patterns around us because the patterns in our life get us the results we are getting. And so in one of my classes, uh, I start early uh, with simple things. And one of the processes is something we call the Gordian Knot. And what we do is we have a group of 12, 16 people stand up, smush together into a conglomeration, into a no mass in between each person, and they stick their right hand up and without uh, paying attention, uh, doing it just by reaching across, they grab another person's right hand. And then without them aware of it, have them take their left hand, stick it up, and they reach across and grab another person's left hand. So they're intermingled. And then their instruction is to untangle as much as possible. Now, without breaking contact. So they can't break contact, but they need to see if they can untangle as much as possible. And right off the bat, they hit frustration. And right off the bat, I start asking this question, is this possible? And after a few seconds, they're frustrated, is this possible? Now, early on, nobody answers. But after a while, someone will speak out loud, no, it's not possible. Now, everybody's thinking it. But only one or two say it out loud. 
And so after we're all done with this process, I let him woggle, waffle in about 10, 15 minutes. That's uncomfortable. People get frustrated. It's laughing, guffawing, but no production. And then I ask people this one question. How'd you do? And they go, we failed all over ourselves. We were terrible. We sucked. We're the lowest form of life. We're lower than well done. You know, all this. And I said, so what was your outcome? And they go, we're supposed to untangle. We're spo-. And I go, no, let me repeat the outcome. Your outcome was to untangle as much as possible without breaking contact. And so they pause for a second. And so then I go, and I go, so how'd you do? And then someone has the courage to speak. Well, I guess we did pretty good. I go, yeah, I guess you did, didn't you? Because your outcome was to untangle as much as possible without breaking contact. And then I go this. So why did I keep asking you if this was automatically possible? Why did I keep asking you, is this possible? And the answer is pretty clear. Because by posing the question, I expose people's BS, their belief system. See, if you don't think it's possible, you won't make any effort. See, in my trainings, my trainings are pretty intense. And I have a high bar. And so early on, people think that no matter what I give them, they're going to fail. Now, if you think that everything I give you, you're going to fail, how much effort are you going to give? You see what I'm saying? This is why having our expectations identified is so critical. What's possible is so important. What's possible in your family life? What's possible in your business life? What's possible in this world of fear and COVID and progressive America? What's possible? See, this today is what we're going to consider. Because if we have a high bar, if we have a high expectations, even if we fall a little bit short, we're going to still land on a star. The old saying is shoot for the moon. Even if you fall a little short, you'll land on a star. And last time I checked, a star is a pretty good place to be if you believe that it's possible. So today on Like It Matters Radio, your hour of power, we're going to consider the question, what's possible? I'm Black. We'll be right back. Through therapy. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. You should fully expect the unexpected. Not a joke. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. And today, we're talking about what's possible. And I just saw one of my recent graduates send out a hashtag. She said, uh, hashtag what's possible. That's right, Kiana. What is possible? And, you know, our belief systems dictate so much. You know, I talk about this all the time, you know, and I teach you how you work. It's important to know how you work. You know, your mind is six times faster than you can talk. That's why we can get lost so easily. We live in a very distracted world. And let's be honest, you know, shiny objects, squirrel. I mean, we're distracted all the time. Why? Because the enemy's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. We got to get that. And so this is how we work. And we got so many things pulling on us and so many things distracting us. And yet we are powerful creatures. We have 300 trillion cells. Three. Hundred trillion cells. And boy, if you take one atom and you split it, you have fusion. You have a nuclear bomb. You have Hiroshima, Nagasaki, right? Three hundred trillion nuclear bombs inside of us. 
Look how powerful we are. Wow. And we have, yeah, and we have, we, but it takes focus. I think it was Dr. Tiller. I think it was Stanford University. He took a 40-watt bulb. Now, I'm sitting in my house. I got my studio at my house, and I got a little light here so I can read because I got a shaded area in my little cubicle where I'm at. And this light that's uh, on my little desk light, it might be 60 watts. But I'm looking. It can light up my little piece of paper I'm looking at right here. But I want you to think about that. The 40-watt bulb, less than this little bitty light I have, focus creates the laser beam, 10 times more powerful than the sun. As a kid, we take a magnifying glass. We shine the sunlight through the magnifying glass. And when the magnifying glass was shining the sunlight on the ground, when that sunlight, the, the circle of the sunlight, was, let's say, five inches in diameter, what would happen? Nothing. Nothing. Now, in that scenario where I take that magnifying glass and I shun the, shine the sunlight through that glass, and on the ground that sunlight is in this five-centimeter, uh, five-inch diameter on the ground, nothing happens. But in that situation, let me ask you this question. Is that focused energy? Now, in my class when I ask that, I have everybody blurt out the answer, no. It's not focused energy. But what they're really saying it's not focused enough to cause fire, to cause heat. Because if you know, we Google this, you know how big the sun is? You know how big it is? I don't think people really get it. You can put, ready for this? 1.3 million Earths. Yeah, I thought it was like 10,000 or 30,000. Let's check it out, I still can't believe it. 1.3 million Earths, all squished together. Of course, there's no space in between them. 1.3 million. That's how big the sun is. That's a big dude. That's a, that's a big star. That's a big power source, right? All right? It, it powers our entire universe, right? Think about that. That's how big. So in that situation where you're taking something the size of 1.3 million Earths, right? And you're focusing it through a piece of glass. And on the ground, on the other side of that glass, there is a five-inch diameter circle. Of course, it's focused energy. It's just not focused enough. It's just not focused the proper way. Got my point? And that's what happens. And, you know, Kiana had texted me. And, Kiana, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. You're a powerful woman. But if you're distracted... If you're distracted on what's not being done right, if you're being distracted on getting that Kleenex over there, there, if you're being distracted on that person wasn't so nice to me, what? it's just not focused enough. And so you got to realize how we work and what's important. And we are to be laser beams, man. We, are, we have passion in us. We have fire in us. That's what I love about my training. And when was the last time you had fire or passion for anything outside of something you did behind closed doors with someone of the opposite sex without your clothes on? Right? We should have passion for life. It was Jack London's quote. I love this. He says, uh, I would rather be ashes than dust. 
I would rather that my spark should burn out in a brilliant blaze than it should be stifled by dry rot. I would rather be a superb meteor, every atom in me, uh, in magnificent glow, than a sleepy, permanent planet. The proper function of man is to live, not exist. I shall not waste my days, quote, trying to prolong them. I will use my time. And I ask so many of you, what is your purpose on this planet? You're going to get every jab you could ever get, every boost you could ever get. My outcome is not to live as many days as possible on this planet. That is not my outcome. This is not my home. I'm a child of the risen king. This is not my world. My outcome is to glorify God. My outcome is to impact as many people as I can. My outcome is to get home as quick as I can with as many rewards as I can. There's an amen right there, John. <laughs> right? That's, amen. That's my outcome. That My outcome is not to live a long life. No, this were, oh my gosh, if this is, unlike Joel Osteen, this is your best life now, if this is my best life now, I want my money back. Anybody get it, right? That's why we fight the good fight. That's why we move through this thing called fear. That's why we listen to Teddy Roosevelt's words and we revel in them. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbled or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood and strives valiantly, who errs and comes up short again and again, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions and spends himself in a worthy cause, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievements and who at worst if he fails at least he fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither defeat nor victory Homie, don't play that. that's what this life's all about and you've got to get your focus on this is what our expectations all about where's your bar where's your bar are you selling for good enough? G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough for tenure. Good enough that he or she doesn't walk out the door and, and leave a note on the wall and take the kids with them. Is that what this is about? This is a time now to regroup. This is the end of the year. Holiday seasons. Holy days. Days that are set apart. That's what holy means, set apart. This is the time to celebrate the, our existence, the time to celebrate our creator. For God so loved the world that in the beginning God created. And I always tell people, stop there. Our first introduction to God is as creator. That's why Jesus came in this world. He's the creator. And then you drop down 25 verses and it says, let us make man in our image under our likeness. We are made in the God class, people. We are made to create. And you've got to decide what are you going to create? What did you create in 2021? And what do you create in 2022? And I'm going to tell you, no matter how good your year was or how bad your year was, your mindset should be, I'm going to do better in 2022. I'm going to give extra effort. I'm going to accomplish more. And we should always be concerned with doing our best, never settling for good enough, giving all of who we are, heart, body, and soul. That's what Colossians 3.23 says. The Lord commands us 
to whatever you do, do it heartily as under the Lord and not under man. That's Colossians 3.23. Heart, body, and soul is the ultimate in the exercise of the potential of the human spirit. Someone once said anything worth doing is worth doing well. Imagine if we had to live with 99.9% instead of 100%. Think about that. It's pretty good, right? It's better than Biden, right? But if we had to live with 99.9% instead of 100%, let me give you some data. One hour of unsafe drinking water every month. We'd have up two unsafe plane landings per day at Chicago O'Hare Airport. We'd have 16,000 pieces of lost mail every hour. 22,000 checks deducted from the wrong bank account every week. 500 incorrect surgical operations each day. Ready for this? 12 babies given to the wrong parents each day because someone was willing to settle for good enough. 20,000 incorrect drug prescriptions each year. 800,000 credit cards a year with incorrect information on their magnetic strips. Giving 100% in our lives starts with our attitudes and our belief systems. What would happen if every day we committed to giving more today than we did yesterday? That should be our goal into the new year. That should have been our outcome for this last year committing to give more today than we did yesterday. Each and every day as we move forward, when we challenge ourselves to be better today than we were yesterday, to take at least one more step on our journey toward our mission, we not only better our lives, but the lives of those around us. Consider this, ladies and gentlemen, as much as you give, if you were to give even more, what would the ripple effects be? How many fewer kids would join gangs or begin using drugs? Our gift is who we are. Our product is our future, our country, our communities, our family, our God is worth the extra effort. And ladies and gentlemen, that's why I do what I do. I want to stir you up. You couldn't start off 2022 any better than getting your butt in my class. Go to likeitmatters.net. I got a class in January, January 13th. I got a class at the end of January or beginning of February. I think it's in Boise. I got a class in Las Vegas, February 17th. You want to start 2022 on like a rocket fuel? You want to start it with such momentum that the tsunami in Japan had no touch? You want to do that? Go to likeitmatters.net. Let me get you focused. Let me get you on fire. That's what life's meant to be about. So today we're considering the question, what's possible? I'm black. We'll be right back. I see great days ahead for men and women of will and vision. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and we're back, and today we're talking about expectations. What is possible? You know, it's stunning that our belief systems dictate so much. The good Lord put the eyes in the front of our face because we move in the direction of our focus. And we focus in the direction of our movement. You've got to understand that. We are focused creatures. Even when we're unfocused, uh, we're still working on that one word focus. It's just in the negative. Uh, and you know, the cool thing about technology is I got a great 
audience. You know, we got the intelligent people listening to my radio show. They're thinkers. They want to be better. They want to do better. They want to be more. And so, uh, you know, if you ever want to share a story, you ever want to give me some feedback on the radio show, goods accepted, uh, you can email me anytime. That's at Mr. Black, M-R-B-L-A-C-K, at likeitmattersradio.com. M-R-B-L-A-C-K at likeitmattersradio.com. My cell phone, I always share it with people. It's 817-657-4921. And so while I was on break, uh, someone, one of my recent graduates from Team uh, 230, Mr. Kinney, sent me this this text. Let me share it with you. It says, during a study at Harvard in the 1950s, Dr. Kurt Richter placed rats. I know, certain things you can't do with grad students. So he placed rats in a pool of water to test how long they could tread water. On average, they could tread water about 15 minutes, and then they'd give up and sink after 15 minutes. But right before they gave up due to exhaustion, the researchers would pluck them out of the water. They would dry them off. They would secure them. They would warm them up. They would let them rest for a few minutes, get their heart back under control, their breathing, make them feel comfortable. And then, ready for this? They would put them back in for a second round. Boy, ever feel like you were the rat in somebody else's experiment? That's been like my life, right? So after all that, he puts them back in the water. Now, here's the interesting part. In their second go-round, the second time in the water, Remember the first time, they lasted 15 minutes. How long do you think they lasted the second time? Remember, they just swam until failure, and it only could be 15 minutes. You ready for this? How long did they last the second time? You think it was 15 minutes? Nope. How about 10 minutes? Nope, not even close. How about five minutes? Not even close. You ready? 60, six, zero, not minutes. Hours. Wow. 60 hours. Wow. Now, that's not an error. 60 hours of swimming. Now, the conclusion, this is incredible because this is their hypothesis. This is the conclusion they came to. Ready for this? That since the rats believed, believed that they would eventually be rescued, they could push their bodies way past what they previously thought possible. Isn't that incredible? What a great thought. You know, when you look at Abraham and Isaac, you know, when Abraham was told that he would be the father of many nations and couldn't have kids on his own. And then finally, after 100 years, he was 100 years old and God gave him Isaac. And then when Isaac was 13, God said, take him up. You're going to sacrifice him. Say, what? Yep. Said, Abraham, you pick up that knife and you raise that knife up. Now, God knew that he wasn't going to tell him to drop the knife or or put it in, in, in Isaac. But Abraham didn't know that. But Abraham believed that God could resurrect him. Abraham believed in God. See, those of us that believe in the great tribulation, that believe that we're going to be pulled out here before the bad part of the great tribulation, there's hope. We were not made for that type of tribulation. Life is tribulation. I mean, we're if we're children of God, the world hates us. So you got to have tribulation. Jesus Christ was known as the man of sorrow. So this Christmas, think about the word Christmas, what it means. More Christ, right? Christmas, una mas, one more. Don't you know what mas means? 
Christmas. More Christ. What's Christmas about? More mercy. More grace. More forgiveness. More kindness. More long-suffering. More gentleness. More love. Anybody get it yet? So you don't wish someone happy holidays. You wish them Merry Christmas. Merry Christ more. That's what you're saying, that we pray. I hope you have a merry time interacting with people who are more like Christ, people who are more giving, more loving, more gentle, more kind, more forgiving. But our focus is what matters. If we love the Lord and we know he's forgiven us, then we're going to be kind to other people, especially this time of year. Your focus dictates your future because that's where you move toward. The, the philosophy of the classroom in one generation will become the philosophy of government in the next. All these come from the same thing. What you focus on is the direction you move. I mean, look at today's news articles. I got three of them right here, four of them. So first one, Michigan school district suggests joining BLM protests, warns calling U.S. the land of opportunity is microaggression. Isn't that amazing? By saying America is the land of opportunity, you hate black people. Isn't that stunning now? Put down the mic. Yeah, that's just crazy, isn't it? A public school system in Michigan spent 21 teaching adults in the district how to be good equity allies. In other words, how to feel sorry for black people and how to hate white people. So whenever you see equity, that's what it means. Hate white people and feel pity for black people. That's what it means. So... They capped this whole 21 days of teaching how to hate white people and how to feel pity for black people by then calling them to join a Black Lives Matter political protest. It's Farmington Public Schools. Isn't that great? Our mission statement is Farmington Public Schools, together with our community, will engage every student in a quality experience, empowering each student to become a thoughtful, contributing citizen in a changing world, except if you're white. That's what it should say, because remember, all white people are evil, And all black people are victims. So this is our focus that we're teaching our kids. How about this one? I don't watch The Bachelorette or Bachelor. I mean, what what a joke. That shows you the worst of society. But last night, I guess, there was the finale. And so here's the article. Maskless Bachelorette finale causes uproar on Twitter. These are all liberal, little woke, little spoiled little brats. Forcing ABC to pivot halfway. Called it irresponsible. ABC and producers behind the Bachelorette finale were forced to pivot halfway through its After the Final Row segment after Twitter users put up a fight against the maskless crowd seen on TV. Oh my God, the shocking sight caused Twitter users watching at home to unleash their fury against ABC and the Bachelorette producers, calling them out for an obvious disregard for public health. For this one, one user called attention to the fact that the live event began with everyone in the audience not wearing masks until Twitter's uproar. That's now how viruses work. You're all effed already if Omicron is in that crowd. Isn't that amazing? I teach intensive leadership trainings. We hug each other. We hold each other. We sit right next to each other. We go till 2 in the morning. Uh, I've been to Sturgis every year for the last six years with FreeBikeWash.com. I'm sure I've gotten COVID a couple times. I don't get really sick. I've never been tested for COVID. Uh, I've never got a shot for COVID. Uh, And I'm a healthy, fat, white guy. 
So, uh, so what do, you, what do you expect? Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. So how about this one? It's so realistic. Uh, there's so much fear. Remember, that's how Joe Biden got into office. His running mate was not Kamala Harris. It was fear. So COVID Christmas, officials advise mask at home, canceling gathering, and ready for this, shunning the unvaxxed. Yep. State and city governments are warning Americans to downsize their Christmas gatherings, mask up around family members they don't live with, and even shun their unvaccinated relatives just to, isn't that what Jesus would do? Yeah. Remember how Jesus avoided the lepers? Remember AIDS? When no one would talk to them, no one would touch them, no one would do anything else, uh, and all that. And now, isn't it amazing that now we're doing the same thing? And, of course, I love this Tucker Carlson, the first paragraph of Tucker Carlson's little article. The Democratic Party is failing, so they're trying to ruin Christmas for you, too. It says, has there ever been a news environment like this one? Every day feels like some weird new psyop. Just so you know, psyop is psychological operations from the government. As translated through the media companies designed to convince you of something that's just obviously false. You ready for these things? Mask will keep you safe. Ukraine is essential to our national security. Rachel Levine is an admiral. Peter B- Pete Buttigieg is a genius, right? So much we're being lied to. This is where you got to understand. Look up mass formation. Look up um, Joseph Goebbels. And how he led the German people to support the Nazis, uh, basically killing of 10 million people. See, this is how you can have slaves and be okay with it. This is how you can kill the Jews and be okay with it. This is how you can hang up black people and be okay with it. What you do is you get a narrative. You make those people the bad people, make them evil, make the people turn on them. And then you make it okay to do bad things to bad people because, hey, the ends justify the means. This is how we've always slaughtered people. This is how we've done it over the decades, over the centuries, over the millennial. And now we're doing it here. And now the hated people are the MAGA people. The hated people, right, the biggest threat to America, we all know what it is. It's white Christians, right? Uh, it's not an open southern border. Uh, it's not fentanyl. Do you know that fentanyl is the number one killer for people under 45? Look it up. The number one killer. Now, we were so worried about people dying like we're pre- pretending to be in this country. Why isn't our southern border closed? Why is fentanyl not being interrupted? It, it doesn't make any sense. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about our focus. And we're asking you what's possible. We'll be right back with six outcomes of a well, uh, six, sorry, six uh, qualities of a well-formed outcome. We'll be right back. They're the ones that are actually closer to animals. They're the ones that are actually the true savages. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're asking the question, what's possible? And what we're talking about is expectations. 
You know, if you miss any of this radio show, you should listen to the full hour. You can go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this and many other messages. And by the way, if you do podcast, the Like It Matters Radio is different than podcast. We actually do a bi-weekly podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, just search Live in Life Like It Matters. Live in Life Like It Matters. Uh, and on Mondays, we have Story Time with Mr. Black, a good story with a, a message. Uh, and then Thursdays, we have a full show. Uh, and sometimes we replay the radio shows with added content. And tomorrow's podcast, will be talking about the bar, a discussion I had with a graduate about the bar and what it means. And so uh, tune into that as well. And if you want any scripture, if you're interested in things of God, the things that are eternal, not just temporal, uh, just go to Way of Warrior.blog, Way of Warrior.blog. If you go to that first page, you'll see today's uh, blog post. Uh, the very bottom to the right, you can go down, and there's a button that says follow. If you hit that button, you'll be able to type in your email address. And every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, when I post, he'll email you. So I want to give you an application. Before we get you off the radio, I want to give you six elements of a well-formed outcome. What a lot of people do on Christmas time, the end of the year, they set goals. I'm not interested in resolutions. Resolutions are weak. Just like when the Congress passes a resolution. Do you know why they pass a resolution? Because it has no teeth. Because they're not held to account. They're not bound by it. So pass a bill, pass a law, you're bound by those. Well, everybody but Congress, everybody but the people who passes the laws are bound not by gonna the laws. Not going to do it. And want to be prudent, right? So what you need to do is don't make a resolution because there's no teeth in There's no commitment. You got a built-in excuse. It's like trying. It's like saying, I'm going to try to lose weight this year. I'm going to try to be a better husband. And any of you been through my training, you're like shocked that I'm saying those words. I'm doing them intentionally because you know there's going to be no commitment in doing that at all. That's the same thing with New Year's resolution. But if you're going to set some goals, if you want to make this year better than last year, I don't care how good 2021 was, your goal should be to make 2022 better. And you can't control the Biden fiasco. You can't control the train wreck that is the Biden administration. You can't control all the chaos that he's creating, and it seems intentional. I don't know what they're planning, but they must have to have an emergency in the next election so they can mail out 100 million votes uh, because something's working. So you can't control all that political crap, but what you can control is you. You can control your commitment. You can control your focus. You can control your emotions. Those are all things you control. So as you set goals this year, let me give you six elements of a well-formed outcome. These are six things that should be in place to have that goal properly formed. And the reason why you want it properly formed is because you increase the probability, you increase the possibility of it happening. So there's six elements. First element, number one, state your goal positively. Remember the RAS, the reticular activating system, it does not pick up negative programming. So when you focus on what you don't want, you move in that direction. You know, I always joke with people, do whatever you want in your mind's eye, but don't picture the Statue of Liberty. Whatever you do, don't picture the Statue of Liberty. See, your mind is six times faster than you can talk. So your mind responds with an impulse before you can interrupt it. And so it does not pick up the word don't, the reticular activating system. So you got to focus on what you do want. What do you want to accomplish? You don't want to quit smoking. You want to be tobacco free. You don't want to quit drinking. You want to be healthy without alcohol. You see what I'm saying? You want to state it in the positive. Number two, put your goal in context. 
You've got to know because a lot of times when you think you want something, it's going to interfere with something else you want. So put your goal in context. In other words, you know, the five W's of journalism, right? Who, what, where, when, why, whatever they are, right? Put your goal in context. When, where, and with whom do you want this outcome? What will you see, hear, and feel inside as you consider this? Well, you want to create emotion. See, the key with goals is, one, you want to make them real, and two, you want to be emotionally connected to them. Because when there's desire, you'll go through a lot of disappointment. You know, they did a study about 20 years ago, University of Washington, I think it was, and they figured out that if you can make someone angry, they're more likely to vote. Angry people will stay in line for days to vote. Don't you see what happened this last time? They get you to hate Trump. 24-7, four years, MSNBC, CNN, all the networks telling you what Trump is a spy, Trump is a bigot, Trump is a racist, Trump is a woman. That's enough. Put down the mic. Over and over and over and over. And then coronavirus and you get afraid. Oh, my God, save me, Joe Biden. Save me, government. Save me. Yeah. And then what do you know? 10 million mailed-in ballots from China. Who knew so many Americans lived in China? Then why are ballots coming from China? Come on, people. You know what happened. Number two, uh, you got to put your goal in context. When do you want this? Where do I want this? With whom do I want this? In every relationship, in every situation. I remember one time um, a, a guy who was having trouble quitting smoking. And what we found out is why is one thing that he would do when he came home from work, he and his wife would sit on the balcony. Uh, he would smoke uh, and have a glass of wine. She would have a glass of wine, and they debrief their day. So at some point when he considered quitting smoking, he actually saw it as hurting his relationship with his wife, which was his top priority. And so he couldn't figure out why he was having such a tough time quitting smoking. He had to go back and then reprogram and find another way to connect with his wife so that he didn't violate that deeper commitment. Big deal. Number three, express your goals in specific sensory terms. Remember, we quantify things that are real, things we can see, things we can hear, things we can feel, things we can smell, things we can taste. Our brain is a sensory-based organ. Every single goal, uh, every single memory you have is stored in the senses. So you got to make it real. That's what Dr. Covey talked about, beginning with the end in mind. you got to project yourself in the future, seeing yourself accomplishing it, your goal. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What you're doing is using the right side of your brain to mentally rehearse, to create something that doesn't exist. And once you do that, it automatically goes in the left side of your brain. It becomes a memory. Remember, 40% of all memories are made up. Your unconscious man, mind does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. You got to realize how you work. That's why before the end of the, uh, you know, by the beginning of the year, you should be in leadership awakening. Go to likeitmatters.net. I have a class in January in Texas. I have a class um, in February in Las Vegas. I have a class in uh, Boise, Idaho, I think at the end of February, and then another one March in uh, in Dallas. Get yourself in a class. You can't have a better way to start the new year. Go to likeitmatters.net. Get your butt in a class. Number four, evaluate honestly the effects of achieving your goals. Will you lose anything by accomplishing goal that you now have? This means thinking about your goal in a bigger picture. There could be some invisible pros and cons, some other things attached. That was the thing about a guy who wanted to quit smoking but had a tough time. And then we found out as we dug deeper in the logical levels, we found out it 
because he violated one of his core beliefs that his number one relation was with his wife. The most important thing in his life was to have a meaningful relationship with his wife. And so even though his health was important, even though quitting smoking was important, he realized that he had attached smoking with getting to know his wife debriefing at the end of a day. So it was a big deal. Uh, Number five, choose a worthwhile goal. Your goal should feel worthwhile to you. It doesn't matter if it is to others. You need to identify the positive consequences of your outcome. Again, this is bigger picture. This is get you emotionally involved with yourself. And lastly, choose a goal that you can fulfill on your own. It is a poor policy to set your goal that's dependent on somebody else. I know a lot of companies make us do it. It just doesn't work. That's why the ultimate motto is when you live your life like it matters, it does. That's the ultimate goal. And see, it has all six elements of a well-formed outcome, including it's a goal that you can fulfill yourself. Because when you live life like it matters, you don't need anybody's buy-in. That's what we do on this radio show. That's what we do at likeitmatters.net. And if you really want to feel that at the cellular level, go to likeitmatters.net. Sign up for a class. Two and a half days that will forever change your life. You could not ask for a better beginning to 2022 than getting your butt in leadership awakening for 40 hours. And let Mr. Black teach you how you work. Let Mr. Black teach you the power of taking your intellect and your emotion and merging the two together. That is truly a key to life. That is the double helix. It's not DNA. It is really emotional intelligence. Taking your emotion, taking your intellect, and swirling those two together. Because I want you to have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and a great 2022. I am Mr. Black, teaching you that when you live your life like it matters, it does. It's not getting better, it's deeper. I said you're finished, get out! Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.